All right. So today we're going to focus on the last or one of the last two pieces of the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. We're going to look at the helmet of salvation today. So our title is Suit Up Part 4. I know, original title there. Uh, now, before we dive in, it's important to remember that though Paul describes each piece of armor individually, there's distinctions. Really, it, it's all pointing to the same thing. Each piece of armor is just another way of explaining, highlighting, or, or really expanding and deepening our view of what it means to live by faith in Christ. To see that living by faith in Christ is not just a Sunday thing, a Sunday morning thing, or a time of uh, a prayer before you eat, or before you go to bed, or after you come, almost get hit by a car, you're like, oh Lord, thank you. The main objective here with Paul is seeing that living by faith in Christ is meant to be a fully comprehensive thing over your whole life. To live by faith in Christ means we trust in Christ for our everything, rely upon him for our everything. We, we go to him for our everything. We find our everything in him. No matter if life is good, bad, or, or different. I was going to say ugly. But indifferent is too. I like that one. Uh, no matter what's going on in your life, we are to find all that we are in him and have him define us and give us the outlook on life and on our own life. And Paul here is explaining kind of what this phrase of Christ is our everything, what it looks like through these descriptions of armor so we can have a holistic view of what it means to trust in Jesus as we live here on this earth. Or put differently, so we can live as the free people we are now in Christ because, as Paul has stated, there is an evil force, namely Satan and his minions, through their influence of the world that do not want you to live in the freedom that you have in Christ right now but rather they want you to live in the bondage of sin and defeat. So I guess you could say there is a spiritual battle that you and I face every day now as Christians as we wake up and live in this world so full of death and sin. This battle is to remember the absolute freedom we have in Jesus. Because as basic or as 101 as it sounds, We've got to remember that the world, the flesh, and the devil is doing its best to have you forget the promise of freedom in all aspects of your life now, in Christ. So, and so we need not to forget that there's nothing off the table, there's nothing too sacred to be touched, there's nothing too mundane or trite that Satan, through his influence of this world, will not use against you to entangle you in the bondage of sin even as a believer. So let's look at their text. Let's see what Paul has to say. Ephesians 6, 17 says, and take the helmet of salvation. Now the question is, what is the helmet of salvation? Does it mean we have to get re-saved? That every day you got to get up and get saved again and again and again? No, that's not it at all. Because Paul is speaking to believers 
people who are already saved, people who are struggling just like you and I. And so this armor of God, it's, it's God's armor that's already given to them and already given to us by faith alone in Christ. So this brings us to our first point. Remember the salvation that you have. So think of it this way. We already have the armor with us now, and that's why Paul is saying to take it up. Or him saying, remember the salvation that you do have now. Remember all that comes with it. Think upon that. Remember the promises that are attached to it, the salvation. Remember the glory that comes with it. Remember who is on your side and is for you because of it, your salvation. Remember what has been done for you so that you can have salvation. Remember, this salvation means that you are now truly rescued from this world. You are now fully justified before God. You are fully forgiven before God for your past, present, and future sins. Remember that salvation which you now have means that hell, the eternal wrath of God, never ending, has been removed from you, and that is not your end. Remember that you do not have to work for any blessings of God. Remember, you do not have to work to gain favor from Him over your life and over you now because you have salvation. Remember, salvation means that your sins, your failures, your wrongs, your travesties that you caused, the brokenness that you caused, that came about because of your selfishness, all of the evil that you have done, that you just cannot seem to forget. Remember, salvation means God does not remember them, meaning he doesn't hold them against you anymore at all. But rather, he just gives you more and more of his love and grace and blessings in return to you. And that list could go on and on in speaking about the salvation we have now and we're called to remember means that we have an amazing inheritance up in heaven waiting for us that we didn't earn or deserve, but we get. And how our nature will be changed to never sin again once we get to heaven. That when Christ returns, that we'll get new bodies to never die again. That this is all given to us freely by His grace now in this salvation that we have now. Not because of what we do or have done or what we will do, but simply but that has been done by Jesus Christ for us. I mean, this is the salvation that we're called to remember. And that currently, right now, salvation means that all things are working in your favor in the Lord. Christ has achieved everything for us and more beyond what we can comprehend all through faith alone in Him. You know, and, and, and remembering this amazing, this amazing fact that salvation means this currently for us right now. Okay, follow me. That even when we are faithless to God as believers, as His own children, 
by running away from him at times and saying we don't need his help at times and forgetting about him at times in our life as we go about our life, God is still faithful to us even if we don't acknowledge it and or choose to ignore it. You're like, well, I don't do that. Yeah, you sin. That's like, I'm, I'm talking about you as believers. Guess what, though? God still stays faithful to us. Even in our unfaithfulness to him, we are fully saved by faith alone in his son. We have salvation. Because understand this, faith, it's not the amount of faith that we have that saves us, that gives us that salvation. It's not the quality of our faith that saves us, but the object of our faith that saves us. And that's Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. You're done. Everything. Done. Jesus alone. And he will deliver us from this world. And he has given us salvation right now. And, it, and, we will, and he will see it to, his, to its completion over us, irrelevant of our imperfect performance of God's law before him. That's his promise to us. That's the promise of salvation. That's why salvation is good news. Jesus says in John 10, 28 through 30, I, will, I give them eternal life. They will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has, give them, who has given them to me is greater than all. That means you too. He's stronger than you. He's faster than you, smarter than you, and better looking too. No one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Paul even says in Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, salvation, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. See, the promise of salvation was confirmed, established, and declared upon the cross over us through faith in Jesus alone. When Jesus, Jesus said in, in John 19.30, it is finished. The gospel is good news for failures, weak, wretched sinners such as you and I. For Christ, as it says in Hebrews 12, 2, is the founder and perfecter of our faith. You're not. He is. And we have salvation right now through faith alone. God loves sinners. He saved them, and that will never change over you and I. He saved us, and we're called to remember that by putting on this helmet of salvation and keep it on as we face it each day in everything we do. Now you might ask, okay, so what does it matter then that I put on this helmet of salvation and think upon, think upon it? I mean, sure, that's great to hear, but how does that affect my daily life? What's the purpose? Well, to be very, very frank, to be frank with you, all of you, why it matters. It's so that you don't give up. That you don't give up in this world and give in to sin. And this brings us to our second point. Salvation fuels you to keep going. What I mean is this. Follow me here. This world is a dark place. It's very dark. It's nasty. 
We can only ignore the horrors of the world for so long on our own. You can hide only for so long. Eventually it comes home. And we can only ignore and hide our failures and suppress them for so long. Eventually, it all comes haunting us. And doubt and apathy sets in. And maybe that's where you are right now in your life. You're just tired of it all. You get exhausted in this battle of this thing called life. And if you're not there currently, like that's not your life right now, you're like, I'm just having a hunk of door time right now. Guess what? It will happen. This will happen at some point in your life where you break down and say, I just can't take it anymore. I'm out. And guess what? I think we all struggle with this. I think we just hide. Some hide it better than others. We suppress it better than others. There are things in your life where you're just like, I'm out. But you just won't admit it. Because guess what? We all fall right into sin. We all fall into things like fear. We all fall into things like anger. We all fall into things like doubt, confusion, insecurity. And this whole thing, I know it happens because I know it happens to me. I'm a sinner. This whole thing of trusting in the Lord, going to Jesus for everything, just seems so vain at times. It just seems pointless sometimes. Like, life just seems to be kind of going nowhere, anywhere. In fact, things kind of seem to get worse. You're not, maybe, things like you're not where you want to be in your life right now. And it kind of just seems like things will never change. We have thoughts like, why am I constantly struggling to follow after Christ by faith in Him when things kind of just get worse? It just seems that the unjust, those who don't believe in Jesus, are just so much more prosperous than me. Their lives just seem so much easier than me. They seem to be able to get along with people better than me. And I'm supposed to love them. They seem to handle stresses in life better than me. I'm always freaking out. They have more toys than me. They have more resources than me to help their loved ones who are sick or in need. And I can't do that. And I'm praying to the Lord and what's happening? It seems that all this doing right and helping and investing and, and just is just constantly blowing up in my face. People are turning on me. My relationships, my relationships in life are just don't seem to be getting better. They're getting, in fact, a little worse. And now I have this added trial of people making fun of me because I say I believe in Christ. And then I'm looked upon as a bigot, narrow-minded, judgmental. I'm feeling a little discouraged. Or things like that. Or maybe you just I just feel so alone now because I've given up my sinful lifestyle and my friends and my family have left me. And it's hard getting to know people in the church because they seem to just have everything so put together. And I'm just so broken compared to them. 
and I don't want to burden them. I don't know how to talk to people. They seem to have it all right. Why am I even doing this anymore? Because it seems like every good thing I do gets punished. So why not just give up? And so on and so on and so on. Now it's things like that. Thoughts like that. Which Satan attacks us with. And drags us down. Makes us weary. Burdens us. He makes life heavy over us. Because Satan and the world, guess what? All those questions tempts us to focus all on us, you. That's where the focus is. And guess what? The focus is on us, so then we end up carrying it all, thinking our life, your life, now depends all on you and your success at it all depends according to the world's ways and values. We forget that it's all about Christ's ways and values, not the world's. And we end up living in constant fear, constant dread, or the opposite, we live in a constant self-righteousness and judgment of others. We become the greatest legalist of our times. But whatever the case, it turns into an exhaustive isolation because you're pulling yourself away from everyone. Whether that's because you're feeling you're getting trampled on or you put yourself above. And this feeling then of becoming trapped and we end up losing confidence in the Lord because we're not succeeding like the world around us. So we wonder where the Lord is because it's all about my life or the opposite. We end up succeeding like the world around us and then we don't think we need him because we think we deserve this and we got it together. But in both cases, success or no success, what happens is we stop going to Jesus for everything and the burdens of life get heavier and heavier and we become more and more enslaved to sin in the world and in our life. And we live in discouragement with our heads down, maybe with a fake smile, because we're making it, at least according to the world, but we end up actually wondering, will this ever end? And sadly, we self-medicate then with false promises of life and its offerings of vanity, looking for salvation in our life in all the wrong places. Thinking that a new house, a new car, material item will truly complete us. I'll feel satisfied just then. Thinking that that promotion, the financial investment, that's what's going to give me true meaning and security so I can sleep at night. Thinking that getting into shape, now that's what's going to make me whole. Or thinking that media, hobbies, that's what's going to give us true rest. I just need 10 more minutes. Thinking that politics will grant the rescue we are looking for in our lives and the world around us. Guess what? It never has and it still won't. Wars still come. We begin to self-medicate by thinking that if we become more controlling in our relationships, more controlling, dictating what needs to happen, that this will give us true purpose and the true love we're longing for. 
And that list can go on and on and on. These personal salvation projects of trying to find salvation in things that can produce none. When we forget this helmet of salvation, the salvation that we have now, when we leave it behind or think little of it, see it as irrelevant or a Sunday morning thing and not a life thing, we fall into Satan's trap of giving up on the salvation of Jesus Christ. And we do that with things in our life by latching on to whatever or whoever to save us in those moments of hurt or pain or confusion. Instead of going to Jesus, we go to everything else. In hopes that that thing, whatever it is, that person will bring the refreshment, confidence or hope or security, the freedom of salvation we are longing for in our life, but sadly it only enslaves us more and more sin because that thing or whatever makes life all about us. And we forget to see the wonders of the salvation of the Lord that we have now over our entire life. We think we can get salvation from other things and other things can save us in certain areas of our life, but they never do. They never do. And Paul is saying we already have the full salvation we need and his name is Jesus. We just need to realize that and go to him always with everything. See, the helmet of salvation is what keeps us going in this dark world by putting on Christ's helmet of salvation. We're putting on his purpose and his victory over us, meaning that on a very, very practical level, that whatever then comes our way, whatever comes at us, has already been beaten by Christ. Christ has already won for you and me through his perfect life in our place, meaning that whatever this world throws at you to break you down, it will only lift you up in Christ as you focus on Him. This brings us to our last point. Salvation gives true perspective. When you put on this helmet of salvation, looking to Christ and what He has done for you, you end up seeing that all these things that are meant to break you down and cause you harm do the very opposite now because what Jesus has done for you upon the cross he now uses it all, bends it all, turns the evil towards you to only bring blessing upon you, to only work in your favor so that you become reminded of the absolute true freedom you have in Jesus from this world. The failures that come from you turn into mighty victory in the Lord because He has already won for you by faith in Him. For example... When you have a relationship with someone who is wretched and horrid towards you, they're in your life, you can't run away from them, no matter what you do, they're just always there. Getting you. Always. You're like, oh, God. Getting, just poking. Lord, help me move across the nation. Like, and it's not going to work. They're, they're there. Satan, it could be at your job, wherever. Satan will use that person when you forget this helmet, to tell you, Satan will use, you, will use it to tell you to give up, be wretched back, be horrid back, be vengeful back, strike them back, make them suffer as you have suffered. Destroy their reputation as they've destroyed yours. 
Hurt them worse than they hurt you. So give up. Give in to sin. And that's what the world would tell you. Beat them back. Fight fire with fire. He will tempt you to skew your perception of the situation and have you forget all about Christ in those moments because you make it personal. Because guess what? Life's all about you. you got to save yourself in this situation. Jesus sure ain't. That's what he wants you to think. But what Satan won't tell you as you're trying to accomplish this personal salvation project to make you feel better about yourself, make you feel like you accomplished something, got the respect you deserve, he won't tell you that if you do that, you will end up only enslaving yourself to hate, anger, and grudges that will sour your soul and make your life heavy. And it will never dissipate. And it will only grow worse and worse in your heart. And sadly, I know that all too well in my own heart and life. Praise God for His grace. But when you put on the helmet of salvation, right, since that's the idea, take it up. Remembering what you have in Christ and what has been done for you, how you have already won in Him. Your reputation is fine in Christ. You don't need to get back at that person to get a false sense of salvation with vengeance. When you put on that helmet, you know what happens? This person, whoever it is, all of a sudden becomes a resource in disguise towards you in some sense. Because you, you will remember that that's how you were towards God before you knew Him. You were His enemy. You wanted nothing to do with Him. You were running from Him and doing everything you can to make sure he wasn't part of your life. And yet, and yet, you were telling other words, other people, don't go to him. And yet, he gave his best for you and served you through his son, Jesus Christ. With the helmet of salvation, you will remember that there is ultimately only one opinion of you that matters. That there's only one opinion of you that you should let your heart care about and be molded by as you live in this world. And that's God's opinion of you. And guess what? He loves you and thinks wonders of you now as his child. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. He is the only one who will never let you down. Guess what? Everyone in your life will. Not him. He's the only one that will always be there for you. Other people can't. He's the only one that will be encouraging you, who will love you, despite all your faults and failures and sins towards others and towards him. He is the only one that will never lash out in anger towards you, but will only give you grace because Christ took all his anger. God is the only being 
who can supply all of the joy and contentment and peace and assurance, validation, forgiveness, restoration, new beginnings that you are looking for. And God accomplished this all for us by Jesus Christ, our helmet of salvation. And so by putting on this helmet to see the world through this salvific perspective, which we now have, this is what gives us freedom then to love the wicked person in our life, to invest in the wicked people in our life, because we need nothing in return. We are free. We don't need to carry the burden of grudges and unforgiveness or vengeance. You can let it go. But rather, we are now free to do good things towards them in hopes that they will turn to the Lord. Because what drives us is not their acknowledgement. What drives us is not their affirmation of us. What drives us is God's love for us, which is seen in the salvation which we now have and that they too can have. See, when we put on the helmet of salvation, we know where we're going. We know our end. And we realize that this present suffering that comes from this world then only serves as freedom because it brings the absolute reality that this world can offer nothing of lasting value to us and it cannot save us. I mean, even our bodies that are breaking down right now, that wretched back pain, joint pain, the horrid pain we get from migraines, arthritis, heart attacks, strokes, complications of cancer, blindness, mental sickness, whatever. These two things like this that are meant to break us down, to have us give up, saying, just give up, it's not doing anything. Because of Jesus, through faith in Him alone, we are saved right now. When we put this helmet of salvation, we are reminded that all those things, whatever, whatever's going on, become sovereign tools to remind us of the true freedom we have in Christ by revealing that only Christ has the true salvation we are in need of and nothing else can save us. That pain, all of it just says, guess what? You can't save yourself. Not even your own body. We're only saved through Jesus no matter our circumstances or our imperfections. So this whole world of things, even our loved ones and our own bodies, cannot save you they cannot give you the salvation you're looking for. But Christ can and will, no matter what happens to you. He takes wretched sinners. He takes broken and messed up people. He takes weak people, people who can't get it all together. He takes failures. He takes the unknown. He takes the small. He takes the disregarded. People such as us, you and me and claims us as his own children, and elevates us to be in his kingdom for eternity, so that the power of his grace will be seen by all, because it says God loves sinners, and he will save them all by faith alone in his Son. That's it. It's done. The helmet of salvation grants us the mighty, powerful privilege in seeing how this world is worth nothing in comparison to his Son. That includes your own body. Worth nothing in comparison to His Son, which He gave up for us. And He will never let us go through faith in Him. We get to see the absolute worthlessness 
of this world and know the absolute never-ending wonders of Jesus for eternity. That what makes us press on. That is what gives us the right perspective to keep going. All because of His love for us, despite our situation in which we keep messing things up. God has declared through faith in Christ, no matter how small that faith is, we're saved. We're saved now. And we have this salvation now. And nothing will bring harm to us. You're like, I got a lot of problems in my life. No, no. Understand this. Not that you won't have pains or heartaches or trials. That will come. Jesus says you will have trials. You will have issues. Your body will break down. Problems will arise. But you know what it means? No harm. Nothing will bring us to condemnation before God. Even when you mess up during all those problems and say the wrong things and do the wrong things, you will not be condemned. It won't, make, it won't make heaven not your end. It only will bring benefit because you'll see the mighty power of God saying, I will still save this person anyways. So church, when Satan comes and tempts you to give up by showing the absolute vanity of where you are in life and the vanity of all your accomplishments saying, you're going nowhere in this world. All your investments that you're doing in this world mean nothing to the world around you. You're worthless here. Smile back and say thank you. Thank you for reminding me of how worthless this world is. Thank you for reminding me of how worthless its perverted treasures are in comparison to my Jesus. Thank you for reminding me that only He can bring me true salvation. And I have it already by faith alone in Him. He is my only comfort in life and death. So church, put on the helmet of salvation. Rest in His finished works, in Christ's finished works, and look to Him for everything. I'm going to ask the deacons now to come forward. We're going to take the Lord's Supper. And I want you to know, the Lord's Supper, we take this as believers, not because we're worthy. Not because we haven't sinned, not because we haven't committed an atrocious